This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Before we begin, here's a quick message from our sponsors, Boxy, the pay-as-you-go mobile network that gives you unlimited social media for as little as ten pound a month. For a limited time only, sign up to Boxy using the link in the description to receive a £40 reward after only two monthly payments and you'll also be directly supporting the channel. So click the link in the description to sign up now. Hello and welcome back to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelsall, Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods. Good evening, boys. How are, all the, how are we all this evening? All good, thank you, mate. All good. So all good, yeah. You? Much going on this week? <sighs> Not a lot. A working, a mate. Working, grinding. The grind is on. Other than that, nah, mate, not yeah. a lot, not a lot. You can see by the uh, dumbbells we've left in the background. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah the five kg one's missing, which mm. is embarrassing. Like it, it, it would look much better if the thirty kg was missing, but no, it's the five kg. But that wasn't <laughs> me using it. That was my mum, right? So I'd like to think I can. What is this? I, I swear, I swear it is. I swear, I, the five K, not mine, not mine. Everyone starts somewhere, don't they? Everyone starts somewhere. So, hey, listen, yeah. it's an intense leg day. Do you know what I mean? You go for it. There you go, mate. I did that. Did that this morning, mate. Did that this morning. Struggling to walk a bit, but there you go. We move. Struggling we move. to walk. <laughs> Struggling to yeah. walk. God. Yeah. Anyway. Um, in today's episode, we will be discussing the new CEO of Birmingham City Football Club, Gary Cook. Uh, he was the former City CEO from 2008 to 2011. Uh, he's also worked with Nike. Uh, I think he was the head of the Jordan brand when he was working there. Uh, he's also worked with the UFC and has been even working with the Saudi Pro League as of late. Uh, but plenty to discuss. But before we get in, Jamie, uh, I'll come to you first and ask, uh, what do you think to the future of the club uh, with the likes of Gary Cook? Uh, Tom Bagner and Jeremy Dale now being in the picture. I think considering how bad the last 13 years have gone, I think it can't be any, it can't go worse. This is, I'd say we're 90% of the way there, aren't we? The EFL has actually approved it, which is massive, massive for us. We're on the verge. We just need the Hong Kong Stock Exchange to say yes. And I believe they've pretty much got to. They can't say no to this one, I don't think. Things, unless something awful happens. I don't know what else is in the way. I feel like most of it's done now. You know, the BSHL are willing to sell. They've offered it out to this consortium. They've paid off. They've been approved by the EFL. 
I don't think the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, in my understanding, have got much else to disapprove, really. I feel like yeah. it's a done deal. It's not like they can hold on to the Jude Bellingham deal because that's already been set pretty much that they can't take any money out of that. Yeah, so unless they're holding out on Job's sale, I don't know, the three million off Job. Yeah, perhaps it could be something like that. I feel like um yeah, the money they'll get from that is something yeah, they'll want really, which is not right really. I mean the amount they're getting really for the price probably could have been a bit more, but you know, see it is what it is, isn't it? We've also had work actually happening to St Andrews boys. Mm -hmm. Things are happening. Hallelujah. About time. Right. About time. I think it's meant to be November time, isn't it? Where the that last uh, is it the so that is it the tilt and done first and the cop? Um, I can't remember what they said now, but I think I think, think it'll be yeah. yeah, I think it's fully open by November time, which is amazing news. Sick. I know. No, that's good I news, know. yeah. I think um we'll 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 stick with the some of the talk about Gary Cook. Um and we'll, I'll give a bit of an insight to him first, just to so people have got some idea of what he's like. Um, so he started work with Nike in '96, and headed his way up through to the uh, become the head of the project, uh, the Jordan brand. Sorry, I can't speak the words out. But I think everybody knows him as at the moment for his work that he's done with Man City. Obviously, he was there before the Saudis invested. Um, he was appointed by the former um, uh, former investor, and yeah, he's been very much in the heart of what City have done since. So I think a lot of the community work he was very much involved in. He brought in some very influential players in the likes of Vincent Company and Zabaleta, um, as well as some other players like Nigel Tevez, Dion, who even brought. He brought Carlos Tevez, yes. He did bring him across to the other side of Manchester. Um, and yeah, I, I quite like his... I don't know how you would put it. I feel like a, his strategy is really towards business. I think it's it's quite big picture. Yeah, but it's in terms it's, of five it, mil for Vinny Company. It, it makes sense that he is a blues fan, really, because you, you can see the community aspect that he's got about his business, but as well, he wants the best for the club as well. So he wants bigger and better things. And I feel like we've always had a decent community side to us, obviously mm. being a very local club and a very loyal club, very loyal fan base. But in terms of like actually pushing that club better and bigger, it's never really been there. So I feel like someone like him could give us some drive in the next few years and really an, an actual proper drive as well. Nothing that's phony or anything or just to make a bit of money here and there. Actual ambition to sign actual players that, and this from looking at his sign, I know takeaway Tevez is and stuff. He signed quite young players to Man City back in the day as well. Like mm -hmm. company was. He wasn't in the prime of his career. He was coming into it. He finds players that are going to turn good and he brings them in. And that's mm -hmm. what we need. We don't need 32, 33-year-old players. We need to start looking at 23, 24, even younger players that are going to just blossom into incredible first-team players for the next five to ten years. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're completely right. I think, I'll, I won't be honest, I don't know too, too much about Gary Cook, but from... Some of the things we've read and heard, I think overall it's got to be a positive. Um, yeah. I know things have gone wrong in places. I know Derby County went a little bit wrong. I think Wigan and Preston as well. But mm -hmm. if you've been in this business for the last 15 years like he has, there are going to be mistakes along the way. Football's not plain sailing. There are PE's human, he'll make mistakes. Um, as I said, no expert, but I think it is positive. He seems to have an awful lot of experience. I think the majority of work he did at Man City seems very good. 
Um, obviously, it's a big, big role if you're CEO of the Saudi Pro League. That's correct, isn't it? He was chief executive yes. of the Saudi Pro League, so that's you know that's a big role. Um, and I think from from reading little bits, his 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 job was to attract the big names across, which obviously Ronaldo, you know, came across, and, and we're seeing in in these recent weeks or so that so many players are now rumoured with a move to the Saudi League. Um, so yeah. I, I think it's got to be good for the club, local lad. And he is a Blues fan, is he? Is that is that definite? He supports Blues? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's the whole thing behind him joining yeah. as well. Because obviously Jeremy Dale is a Blues fan. Uh, Tom yeah. Baker's not, but he's his partner. He will be. We'll yeah, convert him. Yeah. Yeah. He just, so that, um, yeah. Listen, he's a blue nose at everyone's art. The fact that he came to the fucking roost or wherever it was and put a grand beyond the tab, whatever bar it was. Like, mm. listen, that lad is already instated in blues folklore from that moment on. Well, that's something I wanted to ask you, actually, Jamie, obviously being the more passionate or on, definitely on this podcast about the blues. I feel like that's something I want to ask you is that if, yeah. if we do start to pick up and start to become more of a brand, how does it look for the club then? I think it's the way modern day football's going though, isn't it? You're not just a football club per se anymore. You're not just whole to your own city kind of thing. It is it's a very worldwide international thing, isn't it? Everyone will get part of it. It can't do us any harm. We tried it with the Carson Young when we went over and did the tour of was it which couldn't do you know what I mean? We did China, that tour. Yeah. yeah, we won that trope, that random trophy over there and shit, didn't we? But do you know what I mean? Like so it's a branding thing. Listen, America's a great place to brand out if you're gonna brand out anywhere. So it can't arm us. I think mm -hmm. it'll be good. You know, the American football's getting like the American football like over there they play in the MLS. That's getting bigger. Messi's just apparently going to into Miami. Mm. So, you know, I don't think it will do us any harm at all. I think as a branding thing, I think it's great with the second city of England. Our name literally has Birmingham in it for fuck's sake. Like if you look up England, Birmingham's one of the few like the first ones you'll see. So I think it would mm -hmm. make sense to start branding and advertising us a bit better and actually get some good proper stuff in there yeah exactly so with all the talk as well about new stadiums and everything which is a way away and you know it's just a um just hypothetical at the moment so what do you think to that and i'll ask it to you as well zach as well because obviously we're both on this podcast as well so i just feel like is it is it something you are in favor of a new stadium i'm very 50 50 i would understand if it had to happen i have a lot of memories in st andrews a lot of fun memories but if it has to happen, it has to happen, doesn't it? It's one of them. Like, it's the way of the world. I just think it'd be really annoying, I imagine, from Wagner's point of view, if he's had to whack so many million into completing this stadium off to then have to deconstruct it to build another fucking stadium. Perhaps, yeah. It's I a bit annoying, that. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. What about you, Zach? Um, yeah, I, I don't, now's not the right time for a new stadium. I don't think. Um, I think the money that will be invested in order to build a new stadium could be far better utilised uh, in terms of players on the pitch. Um, I think if we were a club that were selling out in the half or reduced capacity we've got at the moment and we were a club that were pushing for playoffs and maybe a Premier League place and we were really advancing and stepping forward as a club and, and pushing, I, I think it'd be great. Um, but given that we've been pretty stagnant for the last decade, um, in and around the bottom of the championship, not really progressing or moving forward yet. I don't think now's the right time. Um, but give it five years, new players come in, we start pushing forward as a club, then I think it would be an appropriate time to build a new ground. But right now, whilst we're 17th, 18th in the championship and there's problems on the pitch, because, you know, the team was good last season. I think we can all agree we had some good players. 
but we did finish in 17th place. So, you know, looking at the bigger picture, there's still work to be done on the pitch. So I think the money's better invested into the players, into the into their wages, um, get Blues playing good football, pushing up the league, and then we can think about a new stadium. I just, I just don't feel now. And as I said, if we were selling out St Andrews, fair enough, we need a big capacity, but we're not doing that. So now's not the right time, I don't think. 17th's great. 17th's comfortable. I'm going to start naming 17th Daddy's Home because that's Man, how we just you, seem to end you up. Can't, we life. can't be happy with 17th. We got I'm not happy with 17th, but I'm like used that. to it now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, mate. Uh, how many seasons is it now? 17th uh, and below? Eight or I'm something? Sick of it. It's ridiculous. Sixth season, it's ridiculous. yeah. I'm playing football manager, obviously, and I finished my first season on the PS5. And I thought, I'll just see where, because I'm in a game with my mate where we took over a like, lower Prem team, see how we get on. I thought, look how Birmingham got on fucking 17th. We even finished 17th on that. I was like, you are taking the piss. It knows us. It knows us. us. Yeah. Another thing, though, another thing that I was listening to, I I was listening to the um, uh, podcast he was doing for The Athletic with Mark Chapman earlier. Um, And one thing he was talking about at one point was the match day experiences at football when he was at Man City was very different to how it is nowadays. which is interesting to think, really, because obviously the survey for the Blues uh, for this season and how you found match day experiences and everything this season was out the other day. And I thought, what 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 does need changing at the Blues, really? So I'll ask it to you two, the match day experience. You don't have to go too controversial or whatever, but what needs to be changed in the match day experience and what do you reckon the uh, new owners or uh, yeah, new owners can bring to the table, really? Jamie, do you want to kick us off? I'm trying to think, Ooh. like... Because what's shit now that needs improving, basically? I think I think the uh, only a small thing, but the food over the last year or two has significantly improved. There's a lot more. And I don't think that's just Blues. I think that is a majority of football clubs now. I remember going back about 10 or so years ago. Um, obviously, I'm fairly close to, or was fairly close to Kidderminster Harriers, and they'd be labelled as, you know, the club with the best food in football because they'd be serving up, you know, not just your pie and chips, but lasagnas, curries and everything. Um, but that's more uh, they, they did but that's lasagna more, at the blues <laughs> I, I kid yeah, you not that was that. They, they did I, I'm pretty sure they did lasagnas and curries about a decade ago but now you get so like you see footy scran on Twitter don't you you get so much more options yeah. for football now but that is something oh, blues try, you know, that is haven't yeah but that is something blues haven't been left behind with because so, some clubs still just do your typical pie and chips Listen. but blues you know food's a lot better other than that it's a good it's a really good question uh, mm. I'm not too sure maybe a win would be nice that'd be great that'd be brilliant I, I am not paying five quid for a fucking lasagna to watch Jonathan Lecco miss kick it out for a fucking throw in nah. right it's not you don't have to worry about him anymore like, oh, he's he... gone off the nah, lasagna was a bad example I, I mean I think I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they used to do shepherd's pie no that was it it was shepherd's pies they used to do <laughs> they used to do as well so, they do it, beef it, as well honestly Are babe I'm no, I swear I'm not going back. Are you going to Gordon's Ramsay restaurants? Or no, mate. I swear. What are you do? Going back what a decade, you go into? Kidderminster Harriers <laughs> were labelled as like having the best food in football, and it was like a, a bit of a USP <laughs> for the club. But uh, but now other clubs are called. Oh, what? I'm not going Gordon Ramsay. Oh, no, I'm going. Mate, <laughs> days. Beef Wellingtons. And everything. Why is that so <laughs> extravagant? I'm a shepherd's pie. You it's just have it in a little bit. 
Oh, <laughs> and yeah, egg the bath food, is the, the most you get. Uh, it's the most extravagant. Yeah, yeah. nah, nah. To answer you, nah, the, the food, nah. Get credit where credit's due. The food, as in, I don't eat it, but from what I've seen, the food is good at these days. The food. I've got a really good opinion on something, so I think the food's really good. I've never had any of it, but it's no, really I haven't. Good, yeah. But no, but the the amount of options and looking at it, it just looks good and it smells good, man. When you walk through the turnstile, it does <laughs> smell <laughs> good. <laughs> That's an opinion. What do you mean? That is an opinion. What? You've never had the food. But it looks good. Like if if you showed me like the most unbelievable burger, I'm not gonna go. Well, that might be shit because it's not gonna be shit. It's a burger. How do you know? How do you know what it's gonna taste like? I've had a gastric sleeve, and I'm on more fucking point with how the food is than you. I don't know. It just looks good. The food tastes great at Blues. I never said, oh, no, maybe I did Fucking say this. you know. You did. Oh, it just oh. looks good. It look- And there's more options in there. Not that I eat them. <laughs> I'm all about the bovril, to be fair, lads. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, I can't, God, I can't be doing with the bovrils. I can't be doing with them. Bovril is disgusting. One. No, it's not. Rank. The bovril is disgusting. No, I think you either love it or you hate it, don't you? There's no in between. And it's not for me. Yeah. But you, I should you never have, know. You I've haven't never tasted it. There <laughs> no, we go. <laughs> no, I have. I've had a sip. You borrow a sip. Yeah, a sip. Yeah, a sip's enough to tell whether you're going to like something or not. But the food has improved. The food has improved. Um, uh, I, I've, I other would things ask. Go on then, Jamie. Experience. Jamie, the, what's the food like the, at the Blues? Yeah, it's all right. It's good, actually, to be fair. Like, it's... It has improved. It's nice. It's, I think, just yeah. obviously you can't help the fan base and how there's about a 25 minute waiting queue if you go at the wrong time, and that's a bit of a mm. noise. But we move. Um, that's yeah, good. I think it. There's no issue with it. I think it's nice to have the pies and stuff at the game, you know. But I really, really am eyeing up the idea of a nice beef Wellington on a Saturday afternoon. Now, um, who says yeah, no? Or... Who says no? No, it's good, man. <laughs> Hot dogs, all that standard, standard. Yeah, big man, exactly, big yeah. man food that I could eat. Get... Yeah, but the food, I think nobody's wanting the lasagnas like Zach is, you know, that fucking middle class. I don't want a food. lasagna. It's I just do. an example, man. <laughs> I do have, I have one critique, which annoys <laughs> me. The fucking scanning system for the tickets. Ball okay. hey, crap. Right. Like, I'm not being funny. I get it. They need to scan it. Understandable. But when it's taking fucking... So if I bring four of us and obviously I have it all on my phone, all four tickets, so obviously I'm getting all of us in at the same time, mm-hmm. why is it taking people like a minute to scan it uh, bro, just it's there. Just scan it, and is there like? Yeah. Would you be in favour of those automatic machines just to yeah. stick your thing in? Yeah. Because that would be much better rather than having people on the gates. Because those people can be used for other things then as well. It's a ball, ain't you know what I mean? Like if it's raining, it's cold, and you're stood there like an absolute lemon. You know, like, I don't. You don't. You don't want to get your phone out and it's slamming it down with rain. As I, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know mm. phones are built a bit more waterproof nowadays, but if you've got a mini crack in your phone, your phone's fucked. Yeah, you're getting stress I levels. I need a lasagna I quick. <laughs> I do like the idea of things staying quite... I do like the idea of things <laughs> staying pretty... Uh... <laughs> Fuck's sake. Uh, oh. We'll stop now, sir. We'll stop. I, I like the idea of things staying pretty traditional, though, in that... You I know see what a lot you mean, of clubs yeah. introducing like like fan zones or whatever these days where mm. you've just got a lot going on and everything. And at the end, of it, like they look good, but I just want to go to the football and watch Blues and support Blues. And I'm not too, you know, I, I like the idea of just going to a proper football ground where they do things, you know, 
how they did 20 years ago, pint a pint, whatever, even though I won't eat or drink either of them. But you know what I mean? I just like I've got the, the gym idea. in the morning, lad. I need to I keep just those like, chains on. <laughs> I just like the idea of things being quite traditional and quite as great as it is to implement these these different things and ideas i i like the idea of just you know just going to the football enjoying it having a good time and, and there, there probably are things that can be implemented that will make it even better but i don't know i'm just waffling you know forget it this podcast's been a disaster I'm, for me I'm, sh- <laughs> I'm sure mr cooks when he comes in obviously with all his man city knowledge i'm sure he'll bring some ways of bettering the experience anyway yeah i mean i, I think park the- outside on that yeah <laughs> I think certain things that can be improved. I think the music of the blues definitely needs to be improved. Nothing about the music says blues to me. It's all just techno pop dance tracks, really, that I've not got any. I understand that they might do it for the players and the warm up routines. I remember that was something that was being said about some managers. They put like a soundtrack on that's similar to the ones they worked throughout the week. But I'm like, yeah, I get that. But also as well, you want to listen to Mr. Blue Sky. You want to listen to a bit of Ocean Color Scene. You want to listen to a bit of whatever blues songs that are out there. I remember we used to have the, I mean, we're going back a bit now, but we used to have like the Proclaimers on before, obviously with the McLeish things like that. But there doesn't feel, there doesn't seem to be like that sort of feel around those things really. So it's like, we got to bring back a little bit. Like we used to have the flag as well before we used to pass that round. You know, the small things like that, I feel like could be a massive help in just making the ground feel a bit better. Because obviously we are in a shit state. We've been, terribly ran over the last few years with bshl you know they're they're not going to be the same owners we might not be as good next season this is a personal opinion of mine i don't think we'll be any better next season i think that we'll be better ran because bshl we're clearly not investors in the way that investors are in gary cook uh tom Wagner, jeremy dale they're here for the club now they're here to make sure that this works and they're going to put in their effort for this i feel like that's going to be the selling point for me next season because yeah. I was running out of ideas for the next season, really, to be honest. I think um, I think one thing that needs improving as well, which is similar on the lines to music, but the 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 the, the sound system at Blues is awful. Oh. The amount of times I'll have like a decent guest coming on at half time and they'll be talking, and I can't understand a word of what they're saying. <laughs> it literally it is exactly like that. I have no idea what they're saying half the time. Beatek, so Kenny, off South Park, all of them, man. I can't hear. It. <laughs> I literally don't understand, but I don't think a lot needs improving. To be fair, I think there's a good amount going on outside the ground and around the ground. I mean, I can't think of too much that would that would personally improve the match day experience for myself and other fans. I guess. Well, one thing interestingly that I've read up about him is that he introduced this uh, My First City game, um, which is sort of like um, he got like people to come around and uh, this is Gary Cook, by the way. This he, he he got people to come and write their memories of watching the City team for the first time. He got Ricky Hatton to do it as well, but they're all like placed around the inside of the stadium and everything, so you can read them when you're going through. It's like John Fifty One or whatever. Like my first City game is this. I played this game and everything. I feel like we've obviously seen. Uh, from what I've read about is the fact that we have been seeing a drop-off in season ticket sort of, uh, holders. Obviously, given the, the stadium being half-closed, that doesn't help at all. But like, I think from like the next generation of fans as well, I think for stuff like that, if he's got his knowledge in that, you know, trying to get that citizens program, which might all, you know, it wasn't exactly his way of, um, wasn't exactly his idea, but he definitely influenced something like that with Manchester City. I feel like, if he can do that for City, in a in a city like Manchester as well, so Birmingham's even a bigger city, you know, it's more than possible and everything as well because 
you know, we, we're a big, big city. We've got a big support as well. So I feel like something like that will be massive helpful for us getting yeah. more season ticket like, holders as well. Like I said, we're called we're called Birmingham City. Like we are, you know, we're not some little shitty suburb in Birmingham known as Aston. Do you know what I mean? We are literally in a little pipe, pipe down little suburb over there. Do you know what I mean? Like we are the name. So we can, we've got an attractiveness yeah. from that alone. The the growth potential of Birmingham City is massive. It is huge. We are the second city. We are an established club. You know, we were Premier League not long ago. We, there is so much potential for ago. both. But true. But both the club and the city of Birmingham, there is just so much potential for growth development of both the city and the club. Um, so yeah, I think hopefully. Cook can come in, implement some new ideas, implement past ideas that have worked at previous clubs, and hopefully yeah. just start getting us on the right track and the right path. But what was I can't I don't think we've spoken about this on the podcast before our first blues games. Maybe we have, have we? Do you remember? Mm. I don't think we have. Oh, I yeah, don't really I, remember if I'm honest. I, I can't remember, remember your mine. first blues game. <laughs> really? Oh shit. I've no I just, do you remember your very first football game? Like football game in general or no. I remember my first ever game that I sort of remember because I, well, I was, it was the Blues Villa game from back in 2004, I think it is, when David Dunn scores. And I remember it because I was coming down, I must have been like three or something. Yeah, you would have been like two. Two or three, maybe like that. It might have been one of my earliest memories, actually. Um, But I remember coming downstairs with the game being on and my dad jumps up and celebrates when David Dunn scores. And so I start crying thinking, what the fuck's going on? I run back upstairs. So I didn't know what the hell's going on there. But I remember that quite well. But my first ever Blues game I went to was uh, Blues QPR on Boxing Day 2006. That was my first Blues game. I sat in the paddocks as well. It's all Matthew Upson editing right from right in front of me. So uh, Matthew, if you're watching, what a fucking editor. <laughs> My uh, my first Blues game was dry as fuck, and it's a bit like how the last <laughs> decade has been. But it was uh, it was 2011. It was Blues Wigan. It was nil nil. Um, there was oh, a red card that, that game. Can't remember uh, who got sent off, but there was a red card was, that game. That was, um, that was the game that got us officially a year unbeaten at St Andrews, weren't it? And he played fucking four five one with Cameron Jerome up front. Yeah, it was. Uh, that that was my first Blues game, but I remember that being. Uh, it's oh, great yeah. walking into the stadium for the first time, but wow, the game. Was yeah, I, I remember that game actually. Now it was it Gardner who got sent off. He's got shown a straight red, didn't he? I don't know. Let me have a yeah, look. It is. I've just searched it up here. Yeah, Gardner it got was. sent off. Yeah, twenty ten. It was actually twenty ten. Mm-hmm. So September twenty fifth, uh, two thousand and ten. Zach Woods' first game. Little old me, little old me <laughs> in the paddocks as well. I was. Um, nice. So, yeah. If you, want your, if you want to take your Paddocks kids and become a Blues fan for life, it's the Paddocks, yeah. I'm telling you. It's the Paddocks, it does it. It's a special place. Magical. My dad used to sit there when he used to go when he was younger as well. So it might actually be I fun. like the upper Paddocks. I really like the upper Paddocks. Yeah, I've sat well, there that's... for a few years now. but Yeah, I'd always call that the main stand because the Paddocks is a lot of the main stand. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, main stand then. But I like it up there. It's good. What about you, Jamie? Come on, you got to get those cogs in your head turning. Like, I know it's a bit, I, I know it's a bit this squeaky. This is going to sound there. really bad. Well, thanks, mate. It's going to sound <laughs> really bad, but I always supported Blues, but I never went to a game until I was like 15, 16. Right. So 2010, yeah. and it was the nil-nil against Chelsea, where Benitez fucking scored, oh, and yes. they called it offside. And then watch it back on match of the day, livid because it actually stood. 
That fucking annoyed me. That, yeah. that really, really annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. No, I remember that game well. Damien Johnson hit the post, did I? Did he not? He, he had a chance in the second half, at least, though. Yeah. I, so I remember Joe Hart had a great game that game as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He saved like. He got his head cut as well, didn't he? So he had like yeah, a bandage yeah, on yeah. his head. Yeah, that was Boxing Day 2009. It just looks up then. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, yeah. so both of us went to Boxing Day games. Yeah, man. first Blues games. What? Where were you sat for that game? Family stand, I think. Right. So where is that what? main stand then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't you say that, though, because the family stand was in the um, cop block 40 for that season, which is like the worst possible place you could have put it as well. It's like right next to the away fans. <laughs> yeah, Gary Cook better not be making decisions like that because if he is, then the, there's not many kids going to be coming back next season. <laughs> no. You want to go again? No. <laughs> no. Um, my, my second ever Blues game was a Boxing Day game. That was Blues Man United uh, 1-1. I think oh, it was yeah. Larson that scored in the last minute. I think it was uh, Larson. Boya. Berbatov scored to make it one yeah. and, and we kept them fucking like... quiet all game as well and then Berbatov had one moment of beauty and it's like for fuck's sake yeah we got yeah. well we probably didn't uh, if I remember rightly that goal that we scored was probably should have been disallowed because I, if I remember rightly the ball comes over yeah yeah he his arms when he puts his hands down and Boyas taps it in but yeah we're um we got lucky in the end of that season. We really did, and we deserved <laughs> to go down. Really, to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like um, yeah. What, what else was I going about to say? Um, I think we've covered most things. To be fair, haven't we? There was another point I was literally just about to make, though. Um, Gary Cook. Um, oh, for fuck's sake, I've lost it now. That's annoying me. I think yeah. Uh, no, no, it's gone. I don't know what. There's definitely another point in there somewhere. There's one last question I can ask. Uh, this is why we can't do a podcast live, fellas. I know. Oh, the amount of editing well, you have to do, Tommy. The thing is, though, if we got a live podcast, we could introduce some other guests, like some fan voices on. That's the thing. Yeah. We could good. always do Make that. Make sure Zach doesn't offer them out for a scrap. <laughs> Zach, why, why would I Zach offers anyone? them out for the scrap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fight anyone. I'm a, I'm a civil man, mate. I'm a civil man. Never Take a look at yourself in your blurred background. <laughs> <laughs> it's only blurred because it's a mess. <laughs> My man can't be asked to clean his bed. You get me. Never thrown a punch. Listen, I've been in London for two days. Worked a fucking 15 hour day yesterday. Worked seven hours down and back in 15 hours. Man, I am fucking tired. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Should be retiring well, soon, though, no, mate. <laughs> I know. Hard, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. My retirement. Are you trying the fucking food down St Andrews? <laughs> <laughs> Eight quid per pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, right. I suppose we can finish on this question and just ask what we hope for for next season. Realistically, what's the ideas we've got for next season? I because it's a tricky love, one now. Yeah. For me, I just want to see performances improve on the pitch and Blues to start picking up some more points and not finish 17th or below. I'd love a mid-table finish. And I think I, I think I said on the podcast a few weeks ago, I'd be happy with like a 13th, 14th finish. But I genuinely would because it just shows that small little bit of progress that we're pushing forward. If we can start, look, going going up to the Premier League, right, and pushing for a playoff place, right, it's very rare 
that it happens in a season where a club, or not very rare, but it's it's unlikely a club sort of goes from the bottom end of the championship all the way to the Premier League. Luton did it, Forest did it, a few examples in recent times, but it doesn't happen often. We just want Blues to be making small progress each season until we're at that point where, where we're a consistent top half championship side. We can start pushing for the playoffs. I, I just want I just want us to progress, and I don't think it's too much to ask. Just small steps each season until we can hopefully reach, get back to the Premier League where we belong. That's all I want for next season. Performances to improve on the pitch, us to pick up a few more points, make a few decent signings, invest in the club and the youth system and, and just get, get Blues back to where they belong, man, because it's been far too long now that we've been stuck in this mess. So we'll have to see what, what it brings. Jamie, what do you hope for next season? Fucking! This is not an ASMR channel. This is an ASMR, mate. This is Blue's focus. My God. Um, Just a top, like anywhere pushing anywhere near that top ten, and having a squad that isn't full of fucking loans, and it's our own, and a good, like, young squad that's actually going to come through and do all right. Yeah, I can get. I'm not saying the Arsenal model, but the way Arsenal have gone about it, in like you know they've signed them young lads, and now they're starting to blossom into good players. Mm-hmm. Fucking Austin trusting Sanderson would be a great start. That yeah. centre back pairing would be disgusting. And I, I've seen a few people, and I get why people are questioning it because a, a few of these uh, last season's loans have been talked about in terms of they might be available this summer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and people have their reservations, and I kind of do get it because this squad did finish seventeenth last season. But I think trusting Sanderson. They're both young. They're both quick, agile, fast defenders. Technically, I think Trusty is a superb defender. I would be so, so happy going into next season if that was our centre-back duo. And it won't be. I can't see us getting Trusty at all. Sanderson might happen. Can't see us getting Trusty whatsoever. But, yeah, I I can see why people are reluctant to get the loans, some of the loans back, because at the end of the day, the squad didn't exactly produce the greatest of results last season. But Trusty, come on. No one can say they don't want Trusty back at Blue, surely. I'm sure there are people who, who don't want him back and they'll have their reasons, but yeah. I'd love Trusty back so much. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you because that centre-back partnership for the time that they were performing well was fantastic, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. They, I it was didn't that back really... three, wasn't it? It was Trusty normally played on the left. And he, mm. he, to be fair, left-back or left-centre-back, wherever Trusty played last season, he always did a fantastic job, I think. I also think the championship is also very changeable as well. So it's like, it's one of those divisions where you can just sort of keep the same players and have an amazing next season. So it's, it was like Leeds, they kept most of their players when they were going back up towards the top of the championship. You know, and they, they didn't really buy that many players. They bought mm. a few here and there. They just got a decent manager, good way of playing. And then they were starting to make performances. So we could pretty much do the same thing next season. Fuck it, who knows? Maybe. I don't know, Huddersfield could do it as well. You know, it's like, it's just how it goes, really, I think. So I feel it's like... The old, yeah, yeah, I agree. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. It's, it's just, I feel like we just need to have a bit more, yeah, more desire to go and win the game next season, I think, because we've tried... I think Eustace has been a bit reserved in the fact that you don't want to get sacked. Um, he's done well to see out this season. I think he's definitely going to get next season's job. I mean, like, to replace him now would be... Maybe so yeah, it would. Yeah, it's like you understand if the owners are going to do it, even then, I still think that would be a daft idea to do. You know, if they were going to do it, they should have done it pretty much immediately. 
as soon as they got there and had the intentions to bring in a new manager. Um, but yeah, I think give you the job next season and then he can only get better. It's his first year and, and his senior job. Tell him to go and win some games, you know, whether it's a one nil or a five nil thrashing, just fucking get that goal. You get more goals than them. Simple. If as, you're you know. drawing one, one away at Wigan athletic, do not sub Mark fucking Roberts on in the 89th minute, please. John. Thanks. Nice one. <laughs> and the passive aggressive comments are back come on Jamie <laughs> no it's little things like that isn't it but I think he learned a lot from this season I think I'd be interested to see because he clearly wants to play a style of good football and I think now that he's kind of exiled who he wanted to out the squad I think with this backing when it comes through I think he will be able to sign more athletic footballers mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting if that back five comes back into play a bit more with actual footballers who he trusts to play in the back five because that back five can be deadly if used correctly. If it's not, yeah, people, yeah, you know what I mean. So every formation can be super effective. You know, four four two still can be. You know, we just got we to find ways to do it. Down St. Andrews, we do, though, don't we? I think that's what the idea is behind some of the identity that I've been reading up on. Really, in the Blues, I feel like where even though Gary Crook hasn't said much about Blues just yet, and I don't think he will be as well. I think they will be keeping more. I think they'll be keeping communications a bit more quietly just in the way that they've sort of took over the club. I don't know about you guys, but with Paul Richardson, which in hindsight, thank fuck that deal didn't go through because they had fucking no money when I really think, when you really think about it, they had no investments. We don't know about Dale or anybody just yet, but there's there's proper people behind it, not fucking Matt Southall. I mean, the fact that the EFL have already approved it Mm. shows that there's actually good intention there. Yeah, precisely. Yeah, so I feel like... um, yeah, it's again, don't really need communications if things are going well. So we only need communications when things are just nothing's happening. Simple as really. So yeah, I'm That's looking forward to next season. We're gonna uh we're gonna win the league. <laughs> we're gonna box going we're gonna box Simon Jordan. <laughs> yeah. Get Bassini involved. Good. Uh thank you guys for listening to the Blues Focus podcast with me, Tommy Kelso, Jamie Lawler and Zach Woods. Thank you guys for joining me. No worries, mate. Enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you very much, and we'll see you very soon. Keep right on. Keep right on, guys. Keep right on. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share box ready to go. Your mates are already booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 